the most painful experience I have been through in a theater. The movie crawled at a snail's pace. The jokes were forced and not at all funny. The theater emptied out about one hour in. <laughs> Scene transitions were sharp. There was no coherent flow. I don't understand how anybody in this experienced cast and crew could let such garbage onto the screen. It'll be a while before I can force myself back into a theater. It was truly painful. That's a traumatizing experience <laughs> wow. from IMDb. Well, at least he didn't take 45 of his friends with him to experience <laughs> this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Spoilers Intended, a podcast about series and films. I'm Ryan, joined as always by Steven. Hey there. And Andrew. He reversed it. <laughs> reverse, gotta, reverse. Gotta keep it on He's gotta, yeah, gotta play in the, the Uno reverse card. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm just gonna skip you next time I produce. <laughs> yeah. oh, what, what's a draw for mean? I don't know. What <laughs> Where do I put these what cards? What do I even do with this? Uh, in this episode, we're reviewing the movie that brought Steven Soderbergh out of retirement. That's right, we're talking about the 2017 wild and wonderful West Virginia heist flick, Logan Lucky. Wait, so it brought him out of retirement? Yeah, he had a faux retirement where he like basically... So he pulled a Miyazaki. Yeah, more or less. He like retired from making movies for, I can't remember how it was, like four or five years. I was actually going to go with Urban Meyer, but he probably didn't fake a heart attack, did he? Not to my knowledge. <laughs> Probably I didn't, not. I didn't no. see that in the trivia. Yeah. Oh, did Urban Meyer fake a heart attack? Yeah, he was having chest pains. So oh, he had to retire. Propaganda. So go, <laughs> go coach Ohio State. Uh, so before we get into that, though, Logan Lucky has a crazy good cast. Lots of good people in here. So we're going to go around and we're going to talk about some recommendations of movies featuring some of the actors in this movie. Yeah, not not all of them would be in no. the other films. It's just, you know, pick your pick your favorite-ish. We're going to pick an actor and recommend yes, we're, another we're movie someone. Yeah, by that picking, person. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's start with Andrew. What, sure. what do you got? Uh, so this is actually a pretty recent one. Came out this year. Oh, wow. 2022. Okay. Uh, just in case you're listening to this in 2023 for whatever reason. For some reason. Or uh, 2021. Or, or 2030, so this, 2050. This stars this could be like, Sandra Bullock. Okay. Channing right. Tatum. Oh, has Lost Brad City. Pitt, Lost City, and Daniel Radcliffe in it. Lost and yes, City. Oh. it is the Lost City. Okay. Uh, so this is a modern kind of take of Romancing the Stone. Okay. If you're familiar with with um, the the 1980s, that's a classic. Uh, yeah. Classic, you know, kind of action adventure. The sequel, romance. Jewel of the Nile, does not hold up. It does as much as the first. Romancing no. the Stone is the the superior. It's the superior yeah. product. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'm just gonna read off the the summary here. Okay. Uh, so a reclusive romance novelist on a book tour with her cover model gets swept up in a kidnapping attempt that that lands them both in a cutthroat jungle adventure. So very, very similar to Romancing the Stone. Channing Tatum is the cover model, um, dumb, as a bro dumb as a brick, but um, <laughs> charming, right? And, um, sure. and Sandra Bullock is the, is the author. And, uh, and basically she, she's kind of like done with her career at this point. Like she's like over, you know, writing, you know, schlock novels for, yeah. for romance mm -hmm. things. And uh, it is just, it's honestly a really funny and um, solid adventure for kind of what I expected going in to be absolutely nothing. So I I, I just saw like a piece of a trailer mm -hmm. and it looked terrible to me. Like it looked like schlocky, like, oh, it, okay, well, it's, it's probably. It's kind of one of those things where it leans 
heavily into it, but in a smart way. Okay. For most of the film. It's not a perfect film. I'd sure. probably give it a solid, like, seven and a half. Would on... you say it's about, like, Sahara? Like, that level? Like, you remember uh, that one? Ish, yeah. With Matthew yeah. McConaughey? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It is it is not a smart film. It right. is a fun film. It's perfectly enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And it's definitely one of those films that, whenever I watched it, like, I just enjoyed the cast. Like, Brad Pitt's in it for a short period of time. Sandra mm-hmm. Bullock is funny. Uh, and Channing Tatum honestly steals the show. Yeah. Uh, and Daniel Radcliffe's in it. I always love watching any film with him in it. Oh, yeah. It's always fun. Sure. So I, I would definitely give it a shot. Um, you know, it's not something you should probably go out of your way to watch. Right. But it's definitely worth it if you just find yourself at a time where you're like, oh, I don't know what to watch. Let's put it on that. Yeah. If it's available, give yeah. it a shot. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Steven, yeah. what about you? Okay. Well, I'm going with a very different take here. I'm going to back it all the way up to 2001. Okay. Okay. So a good year. David Denman. Oh, I don't even know where this is going. So he is the guy he plays in Logan Lucky. He plays the the new husband. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, okay. He's the yeah, dude he from, the, the, office. Uh, from the office. Yeah. Pam's, yeah. Uh, yeah the, um, what's his name? Daryl? No. No. Um, um, Roy. Roy. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. So he's, he's the new husband. But in this, he's a bartender. He's a minor, fairly minor role in the film. Uh, <laughs> but the film is out cold. Never even heard. I of told it. you I was going way off base here. I've seen this. Yeah, this is this is almost peak stoner. Oh yeah, college humor style. Oh, movie. Okay. So this is about a ski resort where the owner is just there to have fun, and all the the employees who work there are just a bunch of stoners. So they have fun, ski, drink, etc. Mm-hmm. And then he, the owner, passes away, and the son decides to sell the resort to a major corporation, a guy who like has multiple resorts and it's going to be strict and you're going to wear a uniform, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. And it's kind of the effort of the employees before they all get fired to sabotage this effort of the guy to sell it, <laughs> sell, uh, updating this to his investors. Yeah, basically. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so it's just, you know, there's a lot of shenanigans ensue kind of thing going on. Uh, the biggest name in this movie is Zach Galifianakis. Yeah. Okay. As just a supporting, he's just another dude on the screen basically. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's does, just... Does that movie start with the one kid is drunk and passed out yes. and they put him in a car on ice and they start spinning the car oh, as I, if they're I've, spinning I've, out in a wreck and yeah. then they yeah. all scream and he wakes up? Yeah, okay. yeah. I, I've yeah. actually seen that opening scene before. Yeah, yeah. that, that yeah. is from Out Cold. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, there's... Uh, it's I mean, it's, you know, it's it's not like some cinematic peak. <laughs> it probably has some moment. outdated jokes that probably oh, didn't age yeah, well. Yeah, that's yeah, from 2001. Definitely stuff that doesn't age well, but yeah. it's something that, you know, that was right when I was going into college. Yeah. And senior year college, senior high school going to college and me and some of my college friends, like we'll just Every once in a while, it'll just be a Saturday. I'm just like, you know what? It's an out cold day. We'll put it on. It's an out <laughs> cold out, day, boys. We're watch well, this. <laughs> well, that was before Eurotrip came out. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we're going to watch this. Uh, Another movie that's kind of similar to a grind. Um, yeah, I, may, I know you've that seen one. that. Yeah, yeah that's mm-hmm. another. We'll put that mm-hmm. on with it because there's some cast crossover. Not not David David Denman. Dennis Denman. David. Well, Denman. he was pretty young at that point too. Then. Yeah. 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 But yeah so it's uh, it's just kind of uh, you know it's it's that's yeah. a random pull. Not what I expected. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, I, I told you I was going to go yeah. for because I was just going through the cast to see what they've done. You know, like yeah. Adam Driver's kind of obvious, easy. Channing Tatum's pretty easy. And I was like. Oh, what about the Chantana the husband? hasn't been in that many movies? Well, that's why it's easy. Well, okay, yeah, sure. And then I was like, fine. well, what about the the low hanging fruit? The yeah. the husband. And I clicked, and I was like, man, he's been in a lot of stuff. And I started going, I was like, oh, 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 I saw it, I saw it. Cold, cold. got <laughs> it up. Yeah, <laughs> Ryan. Cool. I'm gonna get on a soapbox for a minute. Uh-oh. So my <laughs> my movie is 
2011 Daniel Craig thriller, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Oh, yeah. Now, the reason I wanted to recommend this is because, number one, David Fincher, it's a great movie. Mm -hmm. Rooney Mara plays uh, Elizabeth Salander, the hacker. I watched the original Girl with the Dragon Tattoo movies, the ones um, like they're like Swedish. They're, like, they're Swedish. Yeah, yeah. they're not. They're not I, was, I was about to say Polish. It's uh, yeah, they're Swedish. Mm-hmm. And the thing that held those movies back was the budget. Yeah, it was right. definitely you could see like the the, the, the theme lines. Well, it, the- it it felt to me, and this is not knocking it. They're very good movies. The stories they're very accurate to the books. So much to the point that I tried to read the books after watching those movies, and I almost couldn't get through the books because I already know every. <laughs> Thing that's that happened. Happen. Like they were very accurate, very yeah. faithful to the books. Um, the, the it almost feels like a TV movie. Like the budget, like some mm-hmm, of the, yeah. the shots just look like a TV and, movie. And the sets but, or whatever just aren't there. So when they just said they're making an American version, and they got Daniel Craig and Rooney Mara in it, and David Fincher's directing it, I was all about it. I was yeah. so excited, right? And so you know, went to see it. Thought it was great. I still love it. I recommend it. But the problem is, it's the beginning of a trilogy that never happened. They yeah, never they only, made they the second. Made, yeah, they only made the right. first one. Yeah. yeah, they never made the second or third one. So yep. that, I, I would just like to bring it up as like a interesting <laughs> point in Daniel Craig's career of mm-hmm. like he had this movie that could have been another franchise, mm-hmm. just like Bond, you know. And is it 2011? So this is like you know right after uh, you know like four or five years after Casino Royale and stuff. Yeah. So it's. He's already in the Bond. Because we're just thing. ignoring Quantum of Solace. It's fine. Well, it's, it never happened. It didn't exist. What year did that come out? That was uh, like 2008. 2009. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, this is a couple years after that. But this was like his one of the bigger movies he did that was like not a Bond movie. Yeah. So it was like, I don't know if it was his attempt not to get, you know, shoehorned into just typecast yeah. being Bond, but it just, I, I, Never looked up why. I don't know. It, I don't think it did great at the box office. I think that was, it, it didn't have Mostly the kind of box office reception. I, I think, yeah, yeah it's, it's definitely one of those stories where I think it it really calls a certain type of viewer to it. Yeah. And if you are not that type of viewer, you're probably not going to like the 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 movie. Well, and that too, when you think about the turn around 2010, 2011, mm-hmm. that was really that era where all studios were pushing for everything to be PG-13. And yep. it's definitely a hard oh, R. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like there's, so, yeah. there's a lot of objectionable content yeah, in there. There's, there's oh, definitely yeah. content warnings on that one. Yeah. Well, and it's and it's also one of those films, too, because, yeah, like you said, it's kind of coming off of the, the really hard realism that a lot of people were pushing for from 2008 to about 2011-ish. It probably feels like the studios are probably obviously why it didn't keep yeah. going or whatever. But I, I yeah. would actually looking at it, that's what I would go with. So it had a ninety million dollar budget and it box office was two hundred and forty million. So it's considered a commercial. Seems success. like it did pretty good. Yeah, yeah. it's considered a commercial. So success. It's, prob- it's probably the the companies that are like, oh, this is probably not going to be kosher anymore. Yeah, yeah. Kind they, of al- thing. they also had a lot of apparently a lot of scheduling issues with Daniel Craig because of his other shootings that could mm-hmm. also be a problem. Skyfall probably. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. So James anyways. Bond more than likely pays more. I would almost <laughs> would assume so. A million percent guarantee that. Okay, well let's uh, let's transition from that into our discussion about Logan Lucky. Yeah, uh, we'll start off with a plot summary. So, hoping to reverse a curse that has hung over his family for generations, Jimmy Logan, played by Channing Tatum, hatches a plan to rob the Charlotte Motor Speedway during the Coca-Cola 600, NASCAR's biggest race of the year. He convinces his bartender brother Clyde, played by Adam Driver, and a hairdresser's sister Mill- Melly. I always want to say Millie. It's Melly. Melly. Played by Riley Keough to help him pull everything off. But first they have to break the bomb maker Joe Bang, played by Daniel Craig, out of jail in broad daylight. 
So Academy Award winner Hillary Swank plays a no-nonsense FBI agent determined to bring the Logans to justice and keep them from racing away with the loot in this high-speed caper from Academy Award-winning director Steven Soderbergh. So Logan Lucky came out in 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was directed by Steven Soderbergh, who did Ocean's Eleven. Is probably the thing that most yeah. people are um, familiar with him with. It's another heist movie, and I would say one of the one of the best gold standard heist movies. Yeah. I uh, think for modern, it'll probably come up a lot during this episode. Just comparisons mm-hmm. because same director, both heist movies. Yeah, uh, he did Aaron Brockovich, Traffic, with, and Ma- Magic Mike. Yeah, uh, and Aaron Brockovich is a fantastic yeah. film. Soderbergh's a good director. Yeah. Guy knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, it was written by Jules Asner. Do you remember that name? Nope. Former E! talk show host. <laughs> okay. I remember her back in the day from like watching E! late at night being like, um, what was that one show that used to come on? I can't remember now. But there was all they had all the hosts. It was almost like the VJs on MTV back in the day. And Jules Asner was one of the hosts. Okay. And I'm just going to take your word for this. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. What was the show? My my college roommates used to watch it, and I can't remember what the name Beverly it was. Beverly Hills 90210. No, no, no. It, it was like <laughs> what? It was no. E. They, it was like um, I I Wilding Out with Brooke Burke or something I, like that. Yeah, it was man. something like that. Anyways, Jules Asner was on there as like one of their little hosts or yeah. whatever. She's the wife of Steven Soderbergh, and she wrote it under the pseudonym Rebecca Blunt. So okay. like for a while, everybody was like, "Did Steven really write this? Like, who, this <laughs> Rebecca Blunt has no credits. It's the only movie she's ever written." <laughs> So Jules Asner. She did a really good job. Came out of the gate with Logan Lucky and never wrote anything else after that. It was like, (laughs) I did it. I'm going to the house. Call me when you need a host on E. Um, Starring Channing Tatum, Adam Driver, Daniel Craig, Riley Keough. Riley Keough, by the way, she was in um, Mad Max Fury Road. Yep. She's one of the uh, daughters. Yeah. Uh, she's Elvis Presley's granddaughter. Oh, I she's didn't know that. She's the daughter yes. of Lisa Marie Presley. That's actually yeah. really cool. When I looked that up, I was like, whoa. Okay. So Fun was thing. the show on E! called Wild On? Yes, that's it. Yeah, I, I just looked her up on Wikipedia. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Simple research, you know. There you go. Wild On. Wow. Jules that's Asner weird. was hey, on Wild On on E! <laughs> I get my shots in where I can. Um, Seth MacFarlane's in this, the voice of Family Guy and yep. you know, creator of several animated shows. The Orville. The or- Don't forget and the Orville. Orville. Yes, Orville too. Uh, Katie Holmes and Dwight Yoakam. I had to throw Dwight Yoakam in there because anytime he's in a movie, I like that guy. I love me some Dwight Yoakam. He plays the warden in this uh, movie. I was going to yeah, say he plays yeah. the warden, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. Uh, that's, that's a warden name. It was composed, quote unquote, by David Holmes, although like most of the songs are just like, he basically made a soundtrack. Like he yeah, picked yeah. other songs. Yeah, it wasn't, most, there wasn't a whole lot of... Excluding any kind of John Denver songs that they, right. they use. Well, yeah, there, but there, there wasn't a lot, a lot of other compositions. There's a lot of other songs that aren't just like John Denver. Oh, no, yeah. I, I, yeah. I know, yeah. yeah. The soundtrack was good. It was, yeah. yeah. Uh, cinematography was by Peter Andrews, which is actually Steven Soderbergh. He is the cinematographer on every one of his movies, and he always puts it down as Peter Andrews. Why? I don't know. That's so this weird. started back in the day. I think there used to be some kind of a rule where like, you, like you, you had a to guild have a pseudonym. Rule. Yeah. yeah. You couldn't be the director and cinematographer. <laughs> so he started going under the pseudonym of Peter Andrews and then just did it as like a, as just a thing. Kept it going. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Uh, total box office was only 48.5 million. That's worldwide. Which wow. is pretty, pretty low. That's so Very low. low. Yeah. Uh, with 27.8 million coming from domestic. So yeah. even locally, you know, that's not that's doing great. Not a very successful film considering. Well, what's the budget? No. Uh, I did not find the budget. I forgot to look that up. I can look it up real fast, though. Simple research. <laughs> okay. okay. The budget was 29 million estimated. Okay. So it, it definitely. So it made its it, budget back. It, it made barely the broke even or it yeah. lost money based it, on it marketing. It lost probably a little bit of money. Yeah. Yeah. Probably lost a little bit. <clears throat> Some fun facts here. So Soderbergh 
retired from directing. He retired and walked away from filmmaking. And the reason was because he said Hollywood was taking power away from filmmakers. Right? Probably not untrue. No, definitely not. Um, so to dis- distribute this movie, he basically cut out studios entirely. No studio was involved. Actual Hollywood studio was involved yeah. in this movie. The way he did that was he raised the budget by selling off all the foreign distribution rights, so oh, screenings wow. overseas. He went ahead and sold HBO, Netflix, and like in-flight movie they, stuff. They had it on Amazon Prime for free for a while. Yeah, but he sold all of that before they even made the movie. Wow. So he basically went to HBO and was like, you can have rights to this movie. How much will you give me? Netflix, you can have the rights You know, That's awesome. for streaming. How much will you give me? Hey, Delta Airlines, you can have yeah. it. How much? And then took that money to basically fund... Huh. The movie. That's awesome. Uh, basically, everything except for the U.S. Um, distribution. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so here, the, uh, so he used that to to basically pay for the U.S. showings mm-hmm. in theaters and then to do movie prints and all that kind of stuff. And he sidestepped the studio system to the point that he got to have complete creative control, <laughs> even over the marketing. It, it honestly shows. Yeah, like even, everything. The marketing plan, the posters, the trailers, all of it was his... His thing. His yeah. thing. Like, nobody had a hand in Man, any of it. That's actually really cool. I didn't know that. So if you like this movie or don't, it's Steven Soderbergh's fault for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that is uh, the trivia on this movie. I thought that was very interesting that, like, you know, he left movie making, basically, yeah. and was like, I'm done. Like, they're taking too much creative control away. And then, I guess, in his five years... Well, maybe his or, wife was like, hey, I got an idea for a movie. I was going to say, so he's sitting at the couch. Jules Asner walks in and says, check this script out, pow. And he's like, whoa, we should make this movie. But let's sidestep the system. We'll sell everything about it, you know, like. Well, and especially with him getting all of these big named actors yeah, in yeah. here for essentially a movie that isn't Hollywood. I mean, he definitely has connections. Oh, of course. Well, yeah. and when you look at the budget, if it's only $29 million, like. No, These no actors must have been doing this for, for like, the, for free. free. Yeah. yeah, they were just happy to be part of a Steven Soderbergh movie. Yeah. Hmm. And from my, just like Googling, uh, what yeah. I, I haven't seen anybody that didn't like working with Steven Soderbergh. Like, yeah. most people that worked oh, with him, no, like... No negative commentary yeah. out yeah. there, yeah. That's good. And the one fun thing they did on the poster and in the credits is, and I don't know why the inside joke this is, but it says, and introducing Daniel Craig. Like, he's like an unknown name or something. Yeah. And this is like... <laughs> 2017, so we were, we're like multiple Bond movies in yeah. with this guy. Uh, so He just wants to be known so, again as that actor who does Southern accents. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what did we give it for score? We gave it an eight. Our scoring system is each of us rate this movie across five different categories. We give a spectacle, performance, score, plot, and entertainment. We took those scores. We mixed them up in a bag with bleach and gummy bears. We shoved them into a pneumatic <laughs> tube. And after they exploded, we were left with the overall score, yeah. which is an eight for Logan Lucky. Just, How do you guys feel about that as an overall score? I feel that is very fair. Pretty solid, yeah. yeah. It's like, that's a good score. It's a good movie. Okay. So, spoiler-free thoughts. What yeah. do you, what, how do you feel? Um, so, this is this is one of my... So, I love the Oceans films, right? Yeah. I, I love heist films. The The original um, Italian job is one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Blow the bloody doors uh, not, off. Not the one with... Um, <laughs> Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but this one was kind of like a sleeper hit to where, like, we, it was free on Amazon mm-hmm. when, you know, like tw- 2018 or whatever. And we just threw it on because we had nothing else to do. Yeah. And we were just blown away by how funny it was. The The cast was obviously great. Yeah. And honestly, the, just the general heist felt very genuine and the whole movie had a lot of heart to it. Yeah, and it was—it's kind of hard to n- not enjoy it. I—I uh, I don't know. I mean, like it—it 
It's, this is I've seen this movie like almost ten times at this point. Holy cow! Yeah, because <laughs> we'll just throw it on. Yeah, whenever we're just like hanging out at home, just and, having you know, on building the models or whatever, and just no, just have it on the background. Yeah, Stephen, what do you think? It's funny because I'm coming in with a very different. I don't know, uh, Ryan, how many times have you seen it? Uh, this would be I think three, maybe four. Yeah, okay. I would say. So, so this is the first time I've seen the movie. Okay, and I, I am a fan of heist movies. Andrew, Andrew will yep know and understand. I love love me a good heist. Yeah, uh, so. I love, love the fact, because I think it's a perfect moniker for the film, that it's Ocean 7-Eleven, but I also <laughs> hate that the film coined that term itself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That would have been better if it was, like, not... If it wasn't just said in the yeah. background. Said in the background. Yeah. 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 But because it implies that this happens in the same universe. That, that, that the Ocean's movie Ocean's exists. movies happened in, yes. So, the, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's either... Not the same universe that the Ocean's heist happened in, but the, but the movie, movie But the movie, yeah. Okay. yeah. So it's, it's very, very real world at that point. Or yeah. Almost too meta. Obviously, it's a little meta. Obviously, he Blame Steven Soderbergh. He's, <laughs> he's solely responsible for control. all of this. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things, right, where we keep watching TV shows and films, and I keep seeing actors. This is it. This is the obligatory Star Wars reference. And I see people like Adam Driver not in Star Wars, and all mm-hmm. I can say is just, man, they just keep wasting talent. In Star Wars. In Star Wars. Because be he's, yeah. yeah, he's so good. Yeah. He's so good. Outside of that, you know, same thing for like Oscar Isaac. Uh, I would Boyega. say even in Star Wars, though, you see glimpses oh, of oh, Adam no. Driver he, being he's, he's good. trying, right? Yeah. He's trying real yeah. hard to get above that material. It's just, sure. it's hard. To yeah, do. yeah. When you're when you're given things that aren't that yeah. good, you know, you do what you can with them. So, Ryan, yeah. what did what did you think? So, I, I like it overall. I, I think for me, the only the only thing I don't like about it is that it doesn't have the pacing and the energy of like the oceans movies That's specifically yeah. oceans 11 see it's, I, it's a slower burn so i actually really liked that change yeah because with oceans 11 like it's the the glitz and the glam it of is, vegas yeah. you know kind of life in the fast lane and this is the setting for this with west virginia is definitely a much slower pace of life definitely yeah. and it reflects that i mean i don't dislike it necessarily for that but i do feel like it's for me like oceans 11 i can watch any time yeah. is on well and because because it's it's i'm the same way like i i love oceans 11 yeah mm-hmm. like it's it's that's it absolutely is fun one of those. it is action-packed yep. it is is quick it's quippy this is a, a, like you said a lot slower a lot more methodical cinematography is great all mm-hmm. the characters are, are a lot of fun you know like so i i enjoy this movie but i i would not put it uh like if i was ranking steven soderbergh movies it yeah. would be below oceans 11 yeah. for me personally i mean i that's think fair. oceans 11 is probably his peak like yeah it's, film. it's gonna be hard to. it's definitely that, his most like audience pleasing wide reaching yeah. film he's got some that are really good but they're kind of niche and they're you yeah. know i don't know if they would so the the thing that i really did like about this compared to like the oceans films was that the cast is a little bit smaller yes for for the yeah. main players and yeah. they're and they're the people the individuals in the cast aren't as they're not all the big charismatic screen hogs right yeah and they're and they're not all the normal archetypes that you see in a heist in a heist yeah, yeah they're it's 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 <clears throat> Definitely a very unique heist movie on that level where, mm-hmm. like, the characters, the players are not the money man. And then you've got the... The, the hacker. The hacker. Yeah. Like, they they take the West Virginia, you know, <laughs> tropes of people and go, all right, this I is our I know all the Googles. I got, all down, the Twitters. I'm down with the Twitters. <laughs> yeah. So who do you guys think this movie is for? Who should watch this? I mean, if you are a fan of heist movies, right? I mean, if you're an Ocean's Eleven fan... Right. right? Watch this film. Watch, like, like, you're already a Soderbergh fan. Is it a bit different? Is it a little slower paced? Is the setting, you know, very different? That kind of thing. Sure. But if you like a heist movie, 
then you should put this on your list. Mm-hmm. It, it may not end up at the top of your list, but it should still be seen on your list. And I, I tried to I tried to pitch this movie for, for Steven specifically for years <laughs> until I finally forced him because we it, have a podcast inf- that reviews It infuriates him that he'll be like, well, you should watch this, and I just ignore it. Um, so who should avoid this movie? Like, who do you think? People that like, don't like fun? Okay. <laughs> Valid? Mean, now, now, the flip side here is it yeah. is slower paced. It, right? it is, yeah, it is, it is. slow paced. And, and well, you can feel that. I, I would say if, if, if you are looking for a, another Ocean's Eleven, this may not fit the bill. Like, it, it's definitely different enough, I think, that like it, enough of the DNA is there to where if you love Ocean's Eleven, you can probably find something in this to love. But mm-hmm. if, if you're looking for something that's quick, there's mm-hmm. a lot of like, you know, glitz Quippy. and glamour and like. Well, even yeah. the dialogue, right? There's not really the quick comeback. It's right. a much more slower response. It's clever it, in its own way. It's dry yeah. humor. Yeah. It is dry it's humor. Very it's dry. a bit more dry. So, something else I would say too, I feel that if you are if you are Southern or familiar with Southern tropes, you may actually find it a lot funnier than what someone, if they lived up yes. like in the Northeast oh. or something like that. Well, if you've lived only in a city all your life, yeah. you're not going to get some jokes. I yeah. come from a backwoods town in Tennessee, yeah, it, and let me tell you, there are some things that hit too close to home <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. in this movie where you're yeah. seeing people do things that you're like, oh, that I've, I know a dude yep. that did that. I know a guy that has been in that situation. Yeah. yeah. Well, We'll have to sit down one time and share some stories about my wife's family. Oh, boy. They have. But, yeah, basically some of the interactions, well, that's, that just sounds like my uncle. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, this is a surprise. What you say there, Joe Bang? Ain't seen you in a while. How goes it? Well, sitting on this side of the spoiler wall wearing a onesie. How do you think it's going? Well, you look good. Real good. Fit like. So you want to talk business? Well, we got a job for you. A website. If you think I don't already know about SpoilersIntendedPodcast.com, then you too must be as simple-minded as they say. People People say say that? What is it you two need? We need somebody to promote (sighs) SpoilersIntendedPodcast.com. It's just like the one you promoted in another episode. Links to Discord, social, previous episode. Yep, they're all there. Patreon? You sneeze within 10 foot of a spoilersintendedpodcast.com and its Patreon bonus episodes will have you covered up in content before you know what happened. Besides, I should probably lay low for a while. This has to happen right now. I am in car, Sir Ray Ted. We got a plan for that. All right, that means we're now past the spoiler wall, so it's all spoilers all the time. Uh, before we get into our individual scores, does anybody have anything they'd like to say that is filled with spoilers now that we're in spoiler territory? I mean, I feel like you're just inviting me to say stuff like Snape kills Dumbledore or something, you know? Okay, well, you just said it. So yeah, I mean, just yeah. bring it right out of yeah. me. Just, I mean, like that Any is... spoilers of Logan Lucky <laughs> that you'd like to throw in before we get to our scores? <laughs> uh, I mean, not, not really. I... No. Okay, well, let's yeah, get right I, into I, I, it. Let's get into it. All right, so let's start with Spectacle. Who wants to lead off? Oh, I want Steven to go first. Let's hear it from Steven. Oh, okay. First right. time watcher, Steven. So I gave Spectacle an eight. Mm, yeah. Nice. So it felt really well shot. It's very deliberate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
there's there's no real big flashy moments. No, right? there, there, like there's no like you know flexing of of like cinematography skills. Yeah, well, so, so necessarily, yeah. it's like, but it is in a way. It's weird. It's because there's a lot of restraint. Yeah, it's yes. a lot of very smartly planned out shots. It's, it's a very smooth and restrained. But I yeah. think you know, right? We, we've all seen uh, Talladega Nights. Yeah, and when you show me a NASCAR <laughs> race. Yeah. And the, the race car driver wipes out and goes into the grass. It needs to look like the car was going 50 before it hit the grass yeah. because that car might have been going forward. It really looked incredibly it, slow. It was going pretty slow. Yeah. And stuff like that kind of sticks out. And that was your opportunity to, to have something that's a little amped up, right? Even within yeah. the setting of the scenario. Uh, you know, I loved kind of just the portrayal of everyday life throughout and just sort of the the routine, the ups and the downs, these things, because it's it's very simple and mm-hmm. it's you know I mean we're in Alabama, right? There's there's a lot there to be familiar with. You're, yeah. you're from Tennessee, and mm-hmm. like it, it, it sometimes a little too close to home. But. Well, in the, <laughs> like, <laughs> early moments. but the the for the cinematography though, like a lot of the shots, a lot of the mm-hmm. locations they shot at, the um, costuming, like the way people looked. Oh yeah, felt. Perfect. perfect. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Dead on. Well, yeah. and it's it's definitely one of those uh, at the end of the the film whenever he's he just goes up um, and picks up his his daughter just in his Lowe's outfit. Yeah, is just it's it's just one of those things. Where it's just like that's exactly what it would be. Well, mm-hmm. and it's subtle, but it's like that stuff is huge when yeah. you think about it. Yeah, yeah. and the overall yeah. impact of it. Yeah. Ryan, what did you think? I also gave it an eight, and looking at my notes, I said literally the same things you did, Stephen. This is what happens when you <laughs> let me go first. Yeah, like I, I think the shots are are really composed, really smartly, really well. There's no like Spielberg wonder that goes no, on for uh, nine minutes. No, yeah. <laughs> I think the the one thing that like I, I would knock it down a little bit is that there isn't anything that is like just spectacular. Yeah. There's nothing that it, is like that's cinematography gold right here. Yeah. But there is a lot of stuff that definitely shows that Steven Soderbergh knows how to do directing and cinematography. As his and own cinematographer. There are a lot of shots that are just composed perfectly. Oh, yeah. And again, when you have this, you know, West Virginia landscape, you don't really think of it as like this beautiful area, but there's some shots that like, even if it's like a ratty gas station, like the way it's framed, you're like, this is so cool. There, It's kind of a low angle. You see the tire of the mm-hmm. Mustang and the mm-hmm. gas station behind it, you know, like, so it's just solid across the board, but nothing just mind-blowing. But even right at the start when it's just uh, him talking to his daughter, right, you have in the background, you have you know, the mountains in the background. and mm-hmm. it, It's not you know, the grand sweeping vista kind of shot, but it's, a, it's much simpler and restrained, but you still have that out there. They still make use of it to really put you in the right setting. Yeah. I would almost say that like the more subdued moments are the better shot moments. Like when he's Absolutely. in the truck – he just got fired, which, by the way, shout out to Channing Tatum for throwing his hard hat and oh, nailing the— I wonder, how many, the, uh, I wonder yeah. how many takes that took. I don't know, but, like, he <laughs> threw it. It hits the thing, closes. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Also, throwing the phones in the uh, the burning car. Everybody <laughs> that throws anything in this movie nails it first try. Yeah. Obviously, in the movie, they probably did a million takes, but, like, it looks great. <laughs> well, yeah, whenever uh, Adam Driver just thro- throws Man, the brick and that's just— a, that yeah. is a throw and a half. I know. <laughs> Uh, but so what I was trying to say though is like when he's just got fired and he's in the truck and he's driving and he scene. puts oh, on yeah. the CD to try to like you know clear his head and calm down, like just the way that whole thing unfolds, the mm. sound of the music coming out of that, the CD that's player. That's my thing for performance. Well, Stop taking my point. I'm talking about the way it was shot. You let yeah. him go ahead <laughs> yeah. of you. 
that your performance is my spectacle. Yeah, the, the way it was, uh, the way that whole scene was shot yeah. and all that stuff. The, the the stuff was great. Some of the maybe the the heistier moments are where it struggles a little bit, where little it's bit. not as big and grand. Yeah. Uh, not well, that it's, it's a, bad. It's a, it's a restrained. It's yeah. restrained. Kind of setting. Yeah. yeah, and I feel like that's where Soderbergh nails it's that those small moments. Yeah. So I also gave it an eight. Hey, uh, eight across uh, the board. Basically for the exact same reasons. Bow, bow, bow. Um, but I will, I will absolutely say, because we haven't mentioned it yet, I no. loved all of the, basically the lifestyle shots of the opening ceremony for the Coca-Cola 600. Oh, yeah. Just the oh, yeah. feel of being the, in a NASCAR stadium. The shot of, um, of the two helicopters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then the dude like a taking shot. a selfie. With the with the yeah. um, the guys coming down from the the, from the helicopters, oh man, it was yeah. so cool. It's just such a well, it's just such a perfect encapsulation I, of that life. Right? I'm assuming yeah. that they just because the budget was so small, they just probably yes went to the Coca-Cola Absolutely. 600 and just shot. Well, again, not not to appeal to my other NASCAR is the Coca-Cola knowledge. 600 an actual race? I yes. don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it is, is in Charlotte. Okay. Yeah, cool. Uh, but Talladega Nights, right? They did the same thing. Yeah. Because they, you can't afford this many extras to fill a, a, an a entire race stadium. Arena. Yeah. They just went. They yeah. filmed. So the the scene, again, not related to this movie, but the scene where uh, he runs down the tarmac in his underwear screaming <laughs> yeah. was just filmed in front of the Talladega race before the race was ran. So it's just a whole bunch of people in the stands like, what's going what on? What is happening? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's probably expensive, too, to get that many stock cars yeah. in one place. Yeah. So like, yeah, there's, it's just easier to, to, yeah, just to go, get the right to the to game day yeah. and just you know, get it, get a mm-hmm. shot. Yeah. But yeah, like, I mean, the whole film was shot very, um, competently mm-hmm. and it was, uh, you know, the, the shot in the car of him, like just getting fired was great. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I just, the whole, the whole bar fight scene with, with Clyde, like walking out and getting the, uh, the Molotov. Uh, get, getting the Molotov and, yeah. the, and the light and everything. Just, it was mm, just perfect. Earl, yeah. you got a light. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and, it, and it's definitely one of those things where, like, if you if you probably pissed off a bartender, you know, in a very in local West town. Virginia. Yeah, like, yeah. This is probably a very realistic thing that could happen. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, let's move on to performance. I think we're all itching to get into this yeah. one. Andrew, you want to jump in? Since yeah. You're... Uh, so I, I gave it an eight. Nice. Um. And, uh, you know, kind of like we were just saying, like Channing Tatum did a, such a fantastic job at just kind of being that like blue collar, mm-hmm. you know, that's just his whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, especially I really like the scene with him and his love interest. I can't remember her name. Um, if Sil- she, Sylvia. Sylvie. Sylvie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that whole initial scene where he's like getting his blood drawn and everything or tetanus. Shot. Yeah. Tetanus tetanus shot. Shot. There we go. Yeah. yeah getting the tetanus shot, and just their whole interaction was honestly fantastic. That interaction feels like how people actually flirt. Yeah. Versus yes. a lot of movies where, like, it's, the, so, it's, it's so, so over the top. Over the top or mm-hmm. it's like, it's just, people don't say phrases like that. You yeah. know, like, there's a lot of... Nobody, nobody talks well, like and, that. And, like, and, awkwardness that's, like, mm-hmm. well done. Yeah, yeah. and the, 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 the frosting on the cake, or icing on the cake, excuse me, was whenever she's leaving and he runs back up and he's like, <laughs> Did we kiss? Yeah. Oh, it's <laughs> so like, good. And that's the her, worst thing anyone's reaction. ever said to me. <laughs> and, and that is exactly how you would think that interaction would go. Yeah. When, when they clearly have like some kind of like, you know, uh, you know, flirty connection. And yeah. then, uh, you know, he's like, I, I remember you. Well, yeah. Yeah. her whole like, but you only had eyes for some other girl. Yeah. Was like, oh, well, she was totally into him in high school. Like, immediately. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Was the girl she was talking about, was that Katie Holmes' yes. character? I think it was. Yeah. yeah. So. yeah there's no way She's they She's like the homecoming queen. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. The local football star. Some, the someone else. Queen. Okay, yep. Steven, what'd you give it? Oh, you're just going to, I'm going to steal everything from you. Do it. <laughs> I gave it a nine. 
Okay. Wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, it, huge, it was borderline nine to eight for me. I, I yeah. actually, I had to cross out eight and put a nine. Yeah. I, I had to make a decision. I'm a huge fan of, I like Tatum's performance. Don't get me wrong. I think he might actually be able to cheat a little. He is from Coleman, Alabama. Yeah. I was going to yeah, say so he's, he's from Alabama. He's got a lot to pull from here for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not positive about Adam Driver. Like, no, where, he's where from he's the, from. He's from the South. Is he from Mississippi or somewhere? Like yeah, yeah. Like, but I mean, like someone looked that up. Anyways, oh, yeah. uh, I loved his performance. I thought it was great. He has. It's not just the the vocal. Like I, I came into this movie right ready to just blow them up for bad Southern accents. Yeah, and he did a good job. No, no, he did. And the the mannerisms were so well done mm-hmm. on his end. Where he doesn't say a lot, he doesn't have to say a lot because you can just see it in the way he hesitates or he looks nervous. Yeah. Adam Driver was born in the southern city of San Diego, California. Nope. Nope. Uh, it doesn't count. Sorry. All right. Well, uh, maybe it's just because I think, because I knew he went into the Marines. He went to the Marines. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's got to be from the south. <laughs> <laughs> the Who else goes into the Marines? What's wrong with those people? <laughs> uh, a- another point I uh, wrote out here was I really loved. Channing Tatum's chemistry and the way he worked with his daughter, uh, Farrah, oh, Farrah oh, McKenzie. fantastic! Yeah. Uh, their interactions are so the, good. The opening scene where he's working on the car, mm-hmm. yeah. like you can tell that they actually have some good chemistry. Yeah. Just well, now, well, now that scene, that scene felt unrealistic because I remember these scenes and from real life, and in those scenes, all I was told was how poorly I hold a flashlight. <laughs> Feel like he didn't this need is a more flashlight. of a commentary <laughs> yeah. on your family. <laughs> if your dad was Channing Tatum, he wouldn't have been. <laughs> also, if you'd held the flashlight right, like you understand, right? Yeah. right? Like just shine it where you got to I mean, shine yeah, it. She yeah. knew. She knew what the socket <laughs> wrench was and what. Yeah. Oh, yeah. pliers, Diddy. needle or regular. Yeah. Yeah. But also the the scene at the end of the movie, right, when he picks her up and she's talking about, oh, I'm not into pageants anymore. I'm yeah. into culinary arts, and he's kind of egging her on about what it is. Yeah. And. Well, the paddles, oh, well, or Dasher, oh, I didn't know reindeers made food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's such a perfect line, and the interplay between them is just way too good. Yeah. I'll jump in. I gave it an eight. Okay. Uh, I was kind of the same way of, like, between an eight and a nine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I ultimately docked it for other people. Mm-hmm. So Katie Holmes had a terrible Southern accent. Yes. Her, hers was not hers very good. Hers was yes. diabolically bad. Yeah. Um, I thought, you know, Daniel Craig did great. I think he... For, for an Australian, he does a good job. Right. His, his <laughs> like, you know, transformation into that character, which another tiny bit of trivia, like, they didn't have a, like, this is what you should look like thing. So when Steven Soderbergh got Daniel Craig to do it, Daniel Craig's like, so what do I do? He's like, I don't know. What do you want to do? And so he went that night, like, bleached his hair and sent pictures <laughs> to Steven Soderbergh. And he's like, yeah, man, works. Yeah, good enough. And that's so awesome. that's, like, what they went with. But I think... The, you know, the dynamic between Channing Tatum and his daughter is great. When she sings the song at the end, mm. I was like, oh, man, I teared up a little bit. Because it's, they do a good job throughout the movie of just peppering in those interactions with him and her mm-hmm. where it feels realistic. It feels like the conversations that a father and a daughter would have with each other. Yeah, especially, uh, essentially, uh, quotation mark, an estranged, uh, estranged yeah. father. Right, somebody going yeah. through a divorce trying to it's figure a, out it's co-parenting. A relationship. Well, especially and... because um, clearly his ex-wife does not hold him in any high regard at all. No. And yeah. and and down talks him to his daughter. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. 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 I think Adam Driver for me every now and then got a little cartoonish with his accent and how like obsessed he was with the curse. Like so much of the rest of the movie feels realistic and yeah. grounded that like every now and then it almost pushed into 
parody. A little, a little or, parody, or, yeah. A little much. Well, I feel Not like, all the time, but I feel every like now the, then. the parody really landed with the uh, the other Bang Brothers. Yeah, th- the, those the, guys weren't great either. Like, for me, they were like, again, yeah. almost too cartoonishly, mm-hmm. I know all the Twitters, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. just, a, just, a, just a little bit too much on that. So the the other one that that was a little bit too hard for me was the warden. Um, like he oh, does, I a love good, Dwight Yoakam. Well, he does, he does a great. good job. Yeah, um, but that's more of a plot related thing for me. Oh, with him, being, yeah. yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get into that a little yeah. later. But for, for performances, yeah, no, he did. Anytime he did a good job. I see Dwight Yoakam yeah. in a movie, well, it he always surprises the war, me. The prison warden look. He's got well, that well, the also, kind of sleazy. He, he's just kind of like a an overpowered principal. Yeah. 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 Of a poorly run high school. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So let's move on to score. Andrew, you want to jump in? Uh, yeah. I gave it an eight. Okay. Nice. Ah, i yeah. a trend here. Uh, so, um, <laughs> I, I love John Denver. He's, he's yes. just a great, yes. great artist. Yeah. Uh, and basically anytime you have the West Virginia song in there, like in country in roads, a country roads yeah. I'm just, I am there. I'm a full disclosure. <laughs> I docked at a point because that night it was still stuck in my head. I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm punishing him for this. <laughs> you did this to me. You did uh, this to me. But yeah, that's that's one of my favorite just kind of like general country songs. Um, that That's country, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it's folk. It's folk, Americana. Yeah, it's, I, I think I'm, it's I would consider it country. Of, I mean, it's, it certainly doesn't fit in with modern country no. now. No, no, no. But for but when the it came time, out in the 70s, yeah. 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 But but the rest of the the rest of the soundtrack, honestly, was Pretty nice. I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. It was, um, it, it, I, you know, everything kind of fit to the scenes. Never, nothing ever really felt out of place. I, they always had a pretty, you know, pretty solid track in the background. I felt it never really yeah. did it. And I, I like the, um, the whenever they did the reveal of like kind of like some of the behind the scenes things of like what he was doing to basically control the situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that whole track was was fantastic. Yeah. I'll jump in. Yeah. I gave it a seven. Yeah. Okay. So. I docked it mostly because, so I agree with you, like, the John Denver stuff is great. Yep. Um, I think the heist music is good heist music. The problem with it is that it could work for almost any heist movie. Okay, yes. that's fair. And yeah, that, like, a lot stock. of the, yeah, you know, like, it works. <laughs> it's good. It I, fits the well, scene. Was that Chippendale Rescue Rangers? Is that what that you were playing that from? Chippendale. <laughs> no, 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 like the actual, have you seen that? The newest yeah. movie? No. I, uh, well, I, you're, you, one, you, spare yourself. Okay, Two, cool. they, they have an infiltration scene, and the, it's just the most generic heist music ever. Right. Yeah. So I liked the heist mu- music. I thought it was mm-hmm. good. But again, I feel like they they hit on something with the John Denver and stuff where they, they could have they taken heist music and made it sound more like it was from Appalachia. From Country yeah, that, Roads. that could have been really fun. That would have yeah. been, I would have, you know, been over the moon for and, that. And that that could be, you know, some limitations on the general budget. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. 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 And again, all of it worked. You could take a lot of those heist yeah. songs and put them underneath footage from the Italian job, underneath footage yeah, from and it, it would Oceans, work and it would there. work. Yeah. Dude? I gave it an eight. Okay. And I, again, preface that with I knocked it a whole point for, <laughs> for because, country <laughs> because Country Road just got getting stuck, in, stuck in my head. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I love John Denver. Don't get me started. The true mark of a great artists is that they do something with the Muppets uh-huh. and John Denver has a whole album of Christmas songs with the Muppets. So yep. therefore top tier. Therefore he is the best artist that has ever. Uh, that's how it works. That's how it works. You can't, you can't argue that. I like the heisty pieces, but I do think they could have done more to fit it in with the Appalachia setting. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that would have worked a little better, but I mean, your, your other stuff in the background, they had like Forsaken Sun in there, mm-hmm. a couple other pieces that are just 
perfect kind of your classic southern rock slash country mix yeah. that just fits the area so well. It's almost borderline makes it feel like, well, this movie could have happened in 1989 mm-hmm. or modern day, ignoring, you know, cell phones and these kinds yeah, of things. Yeah, sure. But for the music itself. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what did you guys give plot, Andrew? Uh, okay, so I'll start it off. I think I was maybe a little bit too kind. I gave it a seven. Okay. Um, I had it as a six, and then after I was kind of writing it writing it down, I, I bumped it up to a seven, it, but it's borderline. Uh, so my, my biggest issue with generally any kind of heist film is how much does the heist actually pin itself on the actions of people they can't control? Yes. Yeah. Or, or luck, basically. I feel like me and you are going to be... Very similar on this score. <laughs> yeah, so so the big thing for me was the warden himself, like, just doesn't make sense of of how, why, like, I understand, like, from the idea of, like, oh, a southern prison warden that doesn't want any trouble because he wants to keep his job. He's he's overpowered sure. in that kind of position. He doesn't want to risk it. And I get he's that. probably overconfident mm-hmm. exactly. in his, like, you know, but we don't have fires. At, exactly. Yeah. But it's one of those things where, like, in a general real world scenario, mm-hmm. someone there would have taken over from that you more than likely. Something would have happened. Uh, something yeah. something would have happened that would have sped up the process of him unlocking the the prison from whatever, you know, riot or whatever was happening. Yeah. And well, and that basically tanks their entire plan. The one thing I will say though is the actual mechanics of the heist outside of the prison break mm-hmm. actually make a decent amount of sense and it works pretty well enclosed in itself right um and mostly just because like the 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 tube system that they that they use mm-hmm. does exist and sure and, yeah and, like, i don't i don't know that it necessarily exists it, it, in the charlotte yeah anyway, it probably but, doesn't exist there but it may it, it exists somewhere it was it was still a really smart film for what yeah. i what i felt it was it has a lot of heart and, and that's that's what really you know gets me whenever i'm watching these and you know like i said performance was fantastic yeah um but yeah the 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 thing whenever i look at these films is like how much luck is involved for them to pull this off and the minimal amount of luck required is always better than the more most amount of luck and i felt that there was a decent amount of luck for for them to actually pull this off and not get caught so i gave it a seven as well okay and and we'll kick it off with what andrew is alluding to with the pneumatic tubes and vacuums so from 2006 to 2010 oh boy Two, two men in France stole over $800,000 from a grocery store chain that used a pneumatic tube system to store their cash. Wow, really? So they would go in and drill a hole. They would fi- figure out where the tubes ran. They yeah. would go into the store, break in at night, drill a hole into it, and put an industrial vacuum onto it and suck the cash back out of the vault. I wonder if they read that story and that's I, where they got the I'm pretty sure that's, that's where the inspiration okay. came Okay, yeah. wow. So, because that was my first thing was, well, is this... How feasible. feasible is this? And just looking up, like, oh, wow, Turns out happened. very. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out it could be very lucrative. The next objection that I kind of wanted to go into was like the chemistry involved in his gummy bears and salt substitute. Sure. So, of course, getting into that was kind of weird because. I mean, he spelled it out on the wall, though. That means he, it's real. So <laughs> his, uh, his chemical formula, from what I can remember of high school chemistry, which is a long time ago, don't quote me, was actually pretty good. Um, and I love that scene just for the entertainment value of him <laughs> exasperated trying to explain to it. <laughs> my, my thought every time was like, where'd the chalk come from? Where did well, he get? 
Well, okay, so so a note for there. One, <laughs> yeah. they're they're at a construction site. Sure. Not not terribly unrealistic that there would be chalk around. No. However, they're also in a cinder block room. You can use cinder block to basically ride on a okay, cinder yeah. block. Okay, yeah. I'll yeah. give you that. What he does does not work. Like if you go home and buy, you know, two bleach pens, some gummy bears, and throw mm-hmm. them in a plat, it's not gonna work. Don't dare me to do this tonight. Well, so this is the th- this is this is why it doesn't work. You know, if if AMC it puts out Breaking Bad and Breaking Bad teaches you know oh, little yeah, yeah, Jimmy yeah. Jimmy John how to make meth at home, they're gonna get sued. <laughs> Stop making those sandwiches, Jimmy John. Make this meth. <laughs> I really I really wanted a southern name, and I was like, ah, oh, that's a sandwich. <laughs> Roll with it. Stop making them turkey toms and get these bleach pens. In here. <laughs> but the actual the actual chemistry is is rough, and there's actually a demo that's done with gummy bears where they show the sugar burning. Yeah. It's just the chemicals he's working with aren't nearly pure enough to work. But uh, like you but said, though, they, totally can't exactly they can't exactly do that. Yeah, yeah. they can't okay. show the, the industrial but, but chemicals. But the, the general Sound. concept is correct. Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, so this is such a nitpicky thing. But I'm really curious, right? So they have all these tubes and they're shooting two money down into these vaults, right? Yeah. Well, they took one of the tubes off to be able to vacuum out, right? Mm-hmm. So what? where are those canisters going? They're just like hitting Adam Driver in the back or something? Uh, so that could be a return tube. It could be, yeah. I yeah. don't know. I was just it could curious. be a return tube that, that they monitored that didn't have anything that was going to. Or, or like one for like a concession stand that's closed Correct. for yeah. some reason yeah. or yeah. out of order. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just one of those funny things where I was yeah, thinking it, about I it later. Yeah, I didn't think about that yeah, later. Yeah, like <laughs> that, that was definitely one of the ideas like in my mind. I was like, okay, so they, they – I mean clearly they've had a lot of time down here and he's yeah. seen where this goes. You know, like he probably noticed that there's no nothing going through this while mm-hmm. the event's going on. So that probably means that it's just not in use. Yes, yeah, not, yeah. not happening. But I don't know. My, my biggest objection is probably at the end of just you're really relying on a lot of people who aren't particularly closely knit. You know, most yeah. heist movies, you know, this is this is our eighth job together. We're all we all just got out of prison. It's time to get the gang back together. They, right. they all have an incentive to maintain the same story. Yeah. And our, our Bang brothers just kind of fall off the face of the earth at the end. <laughs> right, yeah. And they even, when they're showing the heist, you know, we even have uh, Adam Driver's character say, you, you sure you want to trust our lives to these two? And he's like, no. <laughs> We're going to let them know what they need to know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but, but they still have more than enough information to utterly ruin they, they do, but I feel that there's some level of camaraderie because they, they've known each other as they've grown up. But they violated the morality. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I one, one of my that. yeah, one of my favorite favorite lines. But yeah, I mean, like I don't, I don't have any horrible. You know, it, there's always this risk with these kinds of movies, like where they do the big reveal, and it's just like, oh, well, he had it in his back pocket all along. Oh, yuck, 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 we never showed yeah. you that. They, I felt like they did a good job of showing you a lot of the pieces. They didn't show you the whole scene of it, but you know, you see Earl sitting in there smoking as a cover for the smoke, and then he's also the one moving the trash bags out and right, stuff yeah. like that, where. There's there was good explanation. It was all fairly plausible for mm-hmm. what yeah. was going on. So yeah, especially with the with basically the switch of they have like the the red tide the, the red uh, tag, trash bags yeah. that actually just go in the trash mm-hmm. and then they dig them out yeah. of the the of landfill. The landfill. The landfill. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like that. That seems like a really good solution to getting like the cash that you want out. And then you return all the other stuff to basically be like, oh, there it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. we got it all back. Well, yeah. we don't know exactly how, which uh, the other. <laughs> Classic. 
objection to it, of course, is the actual system they're using sounds terrible because they're not documenting how much cash was in that to Becky. I don't know. I just emptied the till. Well, well I, the I, idea, though, is that, like, the cashiers don't have time to, like, right. write it down or count it. They just throw it in the tube and it goes. And then when you empty out that vault, presumably they would count everything down there at you the end of the just open the race. door and go in, just, yeah. just there, wading through money like Scrooge McDuck. There are some problems there, but so my cynicism takes over there, and basically they know how much is there. They just oh, didn't yeah. want to disclose it to the FBI. Yeah, I, I or the agree. insurance company because yeah. they wanted to get they wanted to get the maximum. The sum that yeah. the insurance company came back with was like, that sounds good. That sounds yeah. great. Yeah. 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 Which I mean, there's there's that character, you know, played off kind of the, the semi-sleazy, you makes you feel better. It's like, we well, I'm not an accountant. I wasn't in that. We, we didn't get to rob a casino this time, but you still feel yeah. a little better because oh, this guy's probably dirty well, too. Yeah. So I'll, that transitions into my score. So I gave it a seven. Okay. Also, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Seven's okay. all around. I was close on the six or seven. Yeah. I kind of went back right and forth. The, the things that, like, for me, outside of plot hole stuff that, like, kind of bugged me a little bit was, so I, th- I thought it was a unique high setup. Mm-hmm. I thought the events, for the most part, unfolded satisfyingly. There has to be a, a degree of luck in some always, of it. Always, but it, yeah. It was fun to watch it unfold. Mm-hmm. Like, I know I pointed out the warden as one of those things, but the yeah. set, like, every time he did that, you knew exactly what he was going to do, and you're like, oh, yeah. you are just burning a hole, man. You're, 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 <laughs> you're making it worse. So I think the pacing was a little bit slow. Mm-hmm. I think a little more than it needed to be. It is slow because of West Virginia and that, but I think it could have been picked up a little bit. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, and then it lacks mm-hmm. a villain, like an Andy Garcia type from Ocean's Eleven, yeah. to root against. You really are just rooting for these people to get a win, more yeah. than you are against a villain. So that, for me... The villain is the curse, Ryan. Well, Come on. I guess so, yeah. It's the, 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 curse. the villain is um, unfair companies firing employees for things that... The villain is life. Yeah, but he's not even really getting back at that company. Life is the, the, the villain. I, I you know agree. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, th- but, I think that's what could have made him, maybe made it a little more satisfying was yeah. like if have, he having a, an antagonist was contracted by the Coca-Cola 600 yeah. to do this and then he got... Or something to that effect to make it tight. Okay. Mm. I'm going to fire through some plot holes really fast. Uh-huh. And I'm going to ask these questions, and you guys just tell me if there's an answer. Maybe sure. I just yeah, missed yeah. it. Okay. How did they know that they would eat the cake in the vault? Uh, because her, um, the lady that they sent the cake to, mm-hmm. like her office is in the vault to count money. Yeah, she's a, she's a vault Thank you. Counter. I did not catch yeah. that. Yeah. I was like, what if they— Yeah, so— But I still counted that, though. What if they ate it, they had a break room or something I mean, like that? You know, like that seems like that this all is, hinged on them— Eating it at her desk in the vault. Well, this is one of those things, too, where he talks to Melly and says, well, it's time to call the banker. Like, it's such a small town. They all yeah. know how everything works. How everything you works. just talk. Yeah. You just heard this person's life story. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed. Yeah, especially because they, they it is a small town. Like, it, more than likely, especially, you know, she seemed like a very, like, secluded yeah. person. I and mean, we got hit with the whole, oh, she's a crazy cat lady at the end, which is kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't like that trope. But, yeah. you know, because you're a crazy cat lady. I, I am a, cra- he is a okay. crazy cat lady. Uh, but, it, it, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's not out of it's not out of the ordinary that they would just eat it at her desk. Yeah. Because yeah. she's the one that received it. it so the rest of these then are all basically the same. They're just like this hinged on yeah. this thing happening. So, like, mm-hmm. uh, they posed as exterminators to come in and tell them. Yeah. Did they get jobs as exterminators? So they know somebody on the extermination team that got them temporarily in there. When did when Joe Bang drank the water? The bad water. Yeah. And that's what made him throw up. What if it had hit him sooner or later? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there was a lot of, like, that was convenient. What if the nurse had just refused to let him go to the bathroom? Well, that, then you just got to wheedle your way into it. I mean, she right. kind of did yeah. refuse. He kind of yeah. to. 
Well, then, and how did Clyde just happen to be on janitor duty on the same day? Like, they don't have any control over when they're on that duty. That's not necessarily true, right? You you get to choose. In jail? I I don't know if you get to choose per se, but I, again, having never been to jail, pretty sure (laughs) the the schedule is... Three guys have totally been to jail lots of times because they're very cool. Uh, (laughs) The schedule is very rigid and set. Like, you know when you're going to be... You know, but it just so happened to be that day, be, I guess, is, again, well, it's just kind of a convenience. But it's the whole point of the timing, right? You yeah. Know, well, and even if it's like, oh, well, I'm supposed to be doing this duty, you're supposed to be doing that duty. Hey, man, you want to swap? Like, swap yeah, yeah, yeah. There, yeah, there could be some, especially for for not a not a federal prison. There, yeah, there's probably the, the some, standards some are lower. Yeah. yeah. So how did they know that the passageway behind the bathroom led to the shop? Not a clue. No idea. Yeah. Can't. That was one yeah, of those. There, there, okay. Yeah, there, there is no answer that I could give you there. How did they know the service entrance code at the raceway? Oh, because oh, it's well, the, the, they had the accident. They show you in the flashback. The guy has the accident. And he has to go get in to, like, make a call or an Excel. It's, it's Christmas, 1225. Yeah. Oh, yeah. got it. Okay. Yep. Remember that. Uh, and then what if they were out of gummy bears at the concessions? Or what if they didn't sell gummy there bears? Are plenty, there are plenty of concession stands. But like, well, what if they just sell well, Reese's the, and like they don't well, sell gummy bears? Well, no, you know? but that's the thing. I mean, like they live in this town, so I guess they would know. They don't yeah. live. Always no, no, gummy no, they bears. don't live. Yeah. Well, they, this they, is Charlotte. This is almost five I, hours. Five I, yeah, yeah. They've no, been but, to the. Yeah, they, they, yeah. they attend it. Yes. So really, it's not so much that these can't be solved. It's that I feel like in something like Ocean's Eleven, Soderbergh did a better job of like showing you exactly how everything ticked and went into mm-hmm. the only other plot knock I would give it before we get into entertainment was just that subplot with Hillary Swank being the FBI agent and uh-huh. trying to get after them felt like it came in almost too late. Yeah, it was a little like, too late. Yeah. It was like, well, okay, now that we're introducing this other angle, I understand why they did it and mm-hmm. the purpose of, you know, like she's mm-hmm. trying to figure it out that lets you get the exposition about their scamming the insurance company, yeah. the raceway is, you know, but well, it just and- felt like too little too late to add a big player like that into the the mix. It and felt then, like a nice way to kind of show some of the back back end of the heist without just doing the standard quick cuts of quick cuts. him doing the other stuff that you yeah. didn't see. Which is what the Oceans films do. do. Sure. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, her going through the case is kind yeah. of... Yeah. And, and it also kind of felt like maybe they were hedging the bets of, you know, her showing up at the bar at the end mm-hmm. is kind of like, well, maybe this is how we get a sequel and if this does well kind of thing. Right, or I, I read that as like this is the Logan curse coming true. Yeah, like yeah they almost yeah. got away with it, and here she is mm-hmm. across from the bar, knocking well, on the door. Well, and it, it, I don't, you know, it's one of the things too where like the FBI closed the case essentially, right? Um, or as far as we know that they closed the case. So I don't, I don't know that the, you could say that so much as because the the talk of closing the case really is with the raceway manager where he's saying, well, we're not. Pursuing, yeah, so, we're not interested in pursuing this anymore. So it's it's possible too, where like if for whatever reason, like she's just there because she wants to be right. Yeah, and she wants to she wants to prove to someone or whatever, regardless of whether she catches them or not. She's that driven agent. Yeah, that's yeah. Like she yeah. just has to know. Yeah, even if it's just for her putting her diary her own, when yeah, she her goes own to personal, bed. Yeah. Yeah. her memoirs. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to entertainment. Andrew, what'd you give it? I gave it a ten. I love this. Wow, film. Uh, just hands down, I will watch this film. Um, Anytime you ask me. I mean, you've already watched it like what? Ten, like times, ten times you said? So, yeah. <laughs> one, one, one for each point. point. Yeah, one point for each. <laughs> uh, but it has a lot of heart. Yeah. Um, I, all the, all the, the um, chemistry between all the characters feels really good. Uh, like even, I, I actually really like the brothers as characters because mm-hmm. I, I knew two brothers that are very similar to them. <laughs> no, no, they, were, they were a great archetype. They just kind of. They're, they're a little over the, the top. Yeah. Yeah. But. Uh, I just, especially the, 
um, the relationship with him and his daughter, I yeah. thought was just fantastic. Especially, you know, at the end, whenever she's she's singing and she finally sees him, she changes her entire routine. Yeah, that's a great and, scene. Like, yeah. And, you know, because, like, you know, he hasn't been able to be there for various reasons. Either he forgets or, yeah. just, you know, other things. And you finally get that payoff of him being there. You know he's going to be there. Yeah. But I don't think it matters if you know he's going to be there or not. Because, like, it just makes the scene so good, especially because she changes her routine to mm-hmm. sing her, his favorite song. Yeah. Yeah. Steven, what'd you give it? I gave it a nine. Okay. Nice. That, was, that was really good. I like the setting. I like the, the handling. I think it's maybe a little too slow at points. Mm-hmm. There are a couple of pieces where we could have we could have sped up a little bit and not really lost much. And sometimes it just hits a little too close to home. <laughs> you know, there's, there's just a couple of scenes you're like, mm, man, I have, yep. No, I've don't, been around don't people like that. I am related to people I, yeah, like I that. Related, oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but but other scenes, you know, I mean, stuff we didn't even touch on it. You know, during the the prison riot, quote mm-hmm. unquote, where they're making the demands oh, about God. the, the Game, uh, of Game of Thrones book that don't make no sense. So <laughs> I was laughing so hard. Yeah. Dwight Young, it says here that I says here, promotion I'm, I'm schedule on, was too I'm wrong. on the Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. uh, just cracked He's been writing me that up. book for five years. Yeah, <laughs> that was a good scene. Uh, uh, yeah, this is just. Fantastic. Cool. I'll bring it down a little bit. I gave it a seven. Oh, okay. Um, I enjoy this movie. I, I like it. Uh, I appreciate it for a, a lot of the good acting and a lot of yeah. the good cinematography. I think it's a little too slow for me. I feel like there there are definitely scenes that it could be sped up a little bit. And mm-hmm. it, I, I'm not usually the type of person to throw a movie on in the background yeah. and do stuff. Usually if I'm watching a movie, I'm watching You're a watching movie. it. Yeah. That's, oh, that's just okay. me. Mm-hmm. Now, there's some stuff, but for me, most of the time when I'm doing that, I put a podcast on or I'll put on a YouTube video mm-hmm. or something that yeah. is a little more mindless. For me, movies are like zero in and watch it. So for me, I, I would be much more likely to watch like Ocean's Eleven just yeah. because it's quicker, it's fast-paced, mm-hmm. there's a lot of you know charismatic mm-hmm. characters in it. I love everything about the characters in this heist. Some of the mechanics of it bug me. They're kind of, they hinge on luck. Yeah. And yes. then, again, not having that villain to root against yeah. kind of hurt it a little bit for me. And then just a little bit of the slow pacing. Mm-hmm. I, it's n- definitely not a bad movie. I, I like it. I, I just, I don't feel like I will want to watch it again for another few years. It's not something I would want to put on yeah. on a regular basis. Like mm-hmm. I, I watched this back in 2017. I didn't mm-hmm. see it in theaters, but I rented it or watched it on Amazon probably yeah. really close to after it came out. And I haven't watched it since mm-hmm. until this uh, right. review. And at no point in that time was like, man, I got to watch Logan Lucky. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I knock it down to a seven. Like, I enjoy this movie. I like it. But I don't think it's something that I would, like, just come back to over and yeah. over and over yeah, I mean, that's totally fair. Like, this this has kind of turned into one of the one of the films that, like, whenever we're with people that we like to watch, like, films with and stuff, we yeah. always ask, like, if we're trying to figure out what to watch that night. You're like, oh, have yeah. you ever seen this? And, you know, if they say no, we're like, oh, that's That's a solid watching. pick yeah. for that kind yeah. of movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, uh, what else should somebody check out if they liked this movie? Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> I was like, we've, we've said it over and over again. Sure. To go check out the Ocean's I think Ocean's sets. is an easy recommendation. Yeah. Uh, the original Italian job, if you've not seen it, fantastic That's a good film. One. Yeah. yeah. Michael yeah, Caine. If, if you've seen the more recent one, checking out the original is definitely worth it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm trying to think of another heist. So I've got a couple here. Yeah. So this is, I tried to hew closer to like this type of movie. So mm-hmm. if you like the bumbling rural heist uh-huh. i would recommend bottle rocket the 1996 wes anderson film it's his first oh, movie yeah yeah yeah. i remember this one it's probably his most the least wes anderson movie 
ever. It's yeah. before he really got, got became yeah, got Wes style. Anderson. Yeah. Pre-Rushmore, like this mm-hmm. is like his first thing. It's got um, <laughs> Rushmore is the film. <laughs> Wes Anderson. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Luke and Owen Wilson are in it. Obviously, yeah. uh, it's about a pair of friends who, like, as an alternative to being functioning and responsible adults, they basically plan an elaborate heist at a cold storage warehouse that immediately backfires. So if you like, kind of the bumbling, you know, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. people that should not be planning a heist. That's good. <laughs> the other one I would recommend is Hell or High Water. Have you guys seen mm-hmm, this one? Mm-hmm. It was from 2016 uh, with Chris Pine, Jeff Bridges. It's a very like, it's a bank heist. Yeah. Uh, it's it's more serious, but it is, if you like that, like rural, like not your typical, you know, heist movie. This isn't a city. There's a pair of brothers uh, and they basically, it's like a borderline modern day Western, I would say. Yeah. But they they execute a heist over a number of banks in order to save their family farm that's being like reclaimed by like a, mm-hmm. a, a corrupt bank or whatever. Hmm. Uh, so they're they're robbing the same bank that's trying to steal basically their farm, yeah. and then Jeff Bridges is trying to catch them. Okay, and it's it's hmm. one of those good movies where or heist films where it's like you're almost rooting for both of them. You're rooting for them to get away with it and for him to catch them because it's, it's yeah. going back and forth right. of like. He's just doing his job trying to find out what's going on. So and if you like that kind of rural, not your typical high setting, I would recommend that one. Yeah. Okay. Well, on that note, then let's wrap it up. Uh, thanks for listening to Spoilers Intended. Remember, if you like what you heard and you want more, you can check us out at spoilersintendedpodcast.com. Uh, from there, you can support us on Patreon for as little as $1, and you get access to all of our bonus episodes. You can also be a part of our Discord server and join in on the conversation. You can check us out on YouTube. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook. All the links are right there at the website. Once again, that's spoilersintendedpodcast.com. Until next time, I'm Ryan. I'm Andrew. And I'm Steven. And as always, every spoiler was intended. Intended.